0: One. Hi, this is Bruce Rawls, and I'm speaking again today with Gary Renard and Cindy Laura Renard, and this is always a joy to do that, and uh, so glad to be with you again and looking forward to our conversation. So welcome, Gary and Cindy.
1: Uh, thank you, Bruce.
2: Thank you for having us again, yeah. and uh, we always enjoy our conversations with you. Always,
0: very much likewise. We, we go back
2: likewise. pretty far doing these podcasts.
0: Yeah, yeah, two thousand six or seven or something like that. I think.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, I just uh, put a picture at Facebook of us. Must have been about eleven years ago. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, Cindy, and me, Mikey, Elmo, and we were at a conference, and uh, it just reminded me how far we go back. Uh, so many years. At least sixteen, seventeen.
0: Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I remember you gave a couple of uh presentations in Medford and Ashland and uh and those are oh, yeah. you know, pivotal wonderful. Pivotal yeah. Yeah.
2: And in, in the illusion, that feels like a whole nother lifetime. I mean, when I think of, you know, those workshops, mm-hmm. going back to you know, Northern California, Oregon, those areas, it just feels like that could have been a memory from a past life. Yeah. It's just time is very strange to me these days. It, I say to Gary often that my sister and I always say this to each other, we're feeling the dream. We're feeling the dream. It, just because time doesn't feel the same as it used to. Mm-hmm. It, it mm-hmm. really doesn't feel like you would think it should feel. So it's very off for me. Something that may have happened two weeks ago sometimes feels like, you know, six months ago. It's very surreal, isn't it? Very (laughs) surreal because time's relative. It's not, it's holographic. As we know, there's no linear Mm -hmm. time frame anyway. There's no time, but I've been really experiencing it that way, just off, not like you would think you would feel it. And uh, especially this particular year. And uh, I always joke that every year at the beginning of the year, I always say the same thing like, oh, I can't believe it's a new year already. Time seems to go so fast. But I really mean this year felt like only a month or two had have, has passed and it's already October. And I, I just I don't know. It's just uh, the course does speak to that just briefly about a celestial speed up, mm-hmm. um, you know, And I do believe that's happening and everybody experiences that their perception of that may be differently, but in my perception, the way I'm perceiving that is there's a speed up Mm -hmm. (laughs) going on. Cause we can skip, you know, we can skip intervals as the Mm -hmm. course says, time collapses for us when we forgive, you know? So I think I'm experiencing some of that on occasion. So, but with with awareness, you know, and uh, that's fascinating.
0: It really is. It does. It does seem like the more we pay attention to what our our, our thoughts are, and and look at the look at the judgments, and then forgive them, um, you know, the the more surreal time becomes, and the more you know, <laughs> bizarre what we call reality seems to be. You know, sure yeah.
2: it does. Yeah. sure it does. Yeah. Do you, I I don't know if if you feel that too. Um, do you feel that on occasion?
0: Oh yeah. Your time
2: yeah. intervals just. Well, yeah, it's just kind of wonky. It just seems like it goes, yeah, back and forth. But um, yeah, but I um, love our topic for today because the course is all about pure nondualism. You know uh, that there's only one reality. You know, and that's made very clear at the very beginning in the preface. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
2: You know that there's a distinction between truth and a illusion. Um, he makes that very clear. And what you were calling quantum forgiveness, which is the course is, you know, true forgiveness teachings, is really what gets us there to that experience and to create a more joyful inner world for ourselves more peaceful. We can sustain our peace and our joy. Mm-hmm. Um, And a way that is lasting, more lasting than if we weren't practicing this kind of true forgiveness. Um, I don't think Gary and I have done any event where we have not mentioned true forgiveness. (laughs) You know, the way the course teaches it. Mm -hmm. I think every single event we've always done, because that's the meat of the course, is is really undoing the ego through, you know, accepting the atonement ourselves which is part of forgiveness recognizing nothing happened mm-hmm. so i'll let gary speak for a minute and i'm just all of a sudden just felt like i got on a roll because <laughs> i love i get so excited and passionate about the course but
3: yeah.
2: I, I do have something i want to touch on in a little bit okay more relevant to this the topic we're talking about but go ahead yeah. gary i felt like i had to open with uh excitement
1: oh, hey. excitement here <laughs> oh it's okay i enjoy it uh, I enjoy listening to you. So. Yeah, I, <laughs> uh, you know, most of the time, I don't even feel like I'm, you know, here, uh, in the world. It it really is very much like a dream. But then the world keeps trying to suck me back in, you know, drag me back in. Reminds me of this uh, movie, Godfather Part Three, Al Pacino. He say, "I thought I was out, and they keep dragging me back in." You know? <laughs> and that's what- so You can almost feel it trying to suck you back in. And, uh, of course, we know the ego will come up with uh, you know 101,000 ways to convince you that it's real, or at least try to.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, especially uh, the last oh, three and a half years or so, I'm writing a uh, fifth book with Arden in person. We talk about all these crazy things that have gone on, especially since the beginning of the uh, pandemic. Because mm-hmm. at the beginning... Of 2020, everybody was optimistic. Oh, this is going to be the Roaring Twenties of, you know, the last century, and you know, just the greatest decade, the greatest year. And and here in Hollywood, everybody was so optimistic, and it was going to be so wonderful. Then, of course, the crap hits the fan, and changes everything. And if there's one thing we can depend on in this world, it's that it's going to change. In fact, that may be the only thing that we can depend on in this world is that it won't be the same. And uh, so we've been talking about all these things, and looking back on it, because I had to you know, write about it, the last uh, three and a half years have been even more bizarre than uh, anything before it, I think. I mean, you know, I'm not comparing our problems to the kinds of problems that people had in the uh, 1930s and 1940s, but still, uh, it's been pretty out there. And uh, it's so easy to get dragged in and look at the screen and say, oh, that's the problem there. Or that person is the problem. You know, like the, uh, the war that just broke out in uh, the Mideast. It's so easy. Everybody's got a reason. You know, Each side has a reason. Mm-hmm. Of course, they always do. And uh, it's so easy to pick sides and it's so easy to make it real. And uh what we have to do is just take a step back and say you know what is that but uh separation you know what would the course that? classic example of separation but the world doesn't think of it that way you know it's just oh that's what happened and there's a reason for it and all that but it's just separation over and over again played out acted out you know from uh from death to even birth although people don't think of it Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, uh, it's been a really crazy time. And uh, so we as course students need to just say, wait a minute. And uh, remember, what we're seeing is not true. And that if we're blaming one person or one side it's because we have chosen to see what we secretly believe about ourselves, those secret sins and hidden hates that the course talks about. We chose to see it in that person. Even the guilt. Yeah. The, at one point, the course says about the teacher of God, what he sees is his own guilt seen as being outside of him. So, uh, you know, whether I, I'm mad at uh, Putin for invading Ukraine or, or some other world situation, uh, his insanity is my insanity that I feel because I was stupid enough <laughs> to separate myself uh, from God, or at least I thought I did. Mm-hmm. And uh we I know mean, now that that's impossible, but uh, you know that's what I have chosen to see so that uh, the guilt and the stupidity and everything else can be in him instead of me. And that's also true of American politicians who I don't like. I've chosen to see my stupidity in them. And so it doesn't even matter what side you're on, it's just that you've chosen to see whatever you secretly believe about yourself in that person that uh, you don't like and that you are judging. But the Course gives us a way out. It gives us a way home. She does.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And even just the whole premise of there being sides, you know, is a non-dual or a dualistic premise. Oh, yeah. And and basically, without challenging that assumption, um, you know, forgiveness is impossible.
4: Yeah. Right.
0: Because as 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 long as we think that there's Two sides, and 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 that the separation happened, making two sides possible. Then, you know, everything we do will then be just a you know forgiveness to destroy or forgiveness to keep the separation real, basically. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, and uh, go ahead. Oh. I was going to say, uh, you know, seeing the duality and changing your mind uh, to non-duality is something that you can uh, practice so much that it becomes almost uh, automatic yes certainly sometimes you have to work more at it than other times mm-hmm. but i think the more you do it uh, the more you get to the point where the holy spirit is in charge of your uh, unconscious mind and uh, the more you want to do the ego the uh, miracles of uh, true forgiveness become almost automatic you know, we we just do it automatically. And when you get to that point, it gets a lot easier because uh, you know what everything is for. And it's very difficult for the ego to throw you curveballs because uh, you just know that it's going to do that. And you're ready. That state of miracle readiness that it talks about in those first uh, 50 miracles principles. It's like, you know, I get up in the morning, put the Holy Spirit to charge. And, uh, you know, I know uh, something's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it always does. <laughs> and uh, whatever it is, I'm kind of ready because, mm-hmm. you know, it's not that I'm expecting something bad to happen. I know that something bad is going to happen. And, uh, you know, but not all day. So when there's nothing to forgive, hey, that that's the fun part. And you can have a good time. Uh, the Course says you should uh, celebrate. And I have nothing against that. And when, uh, you know, The world slaps you in the face and uh, you know what it's for, but you can do it pretty fast. And I think that uh, you you just get better and better at it uh, the more you practice. And that's like anything else, except I think it's especially important with forgiveness. And I think that the people who do it are the people who really want the results. Uh, They really want to go home to God. When they say, I want the peace of God, they mean it. And that's not for everybody. You know, we're always, all of us are preoccupied with the world at first. And uh, it's, I think, a very interesting process to switch to wanting to be with God instead of wanting what the Course would call all the glitters in the dream. Uh, Of course, the irony is you can have both, but uh, you can have both or neither. I don't think that you can have uh, God and the world uh, without you know, recognizing God as your source. That's the only way to make a meaningful choice. So that's the only reality. And then you can be in the world like, okay, it's uh, a place where I'm like an actor and I'm playing the part of Gary, but I know that I'm not Gary. Because, you know, we live in Hollywood, we know actors and most (laughs) of them, they don't confuse themselves with being uh, the part that they're, playing in the movie uh you know well a couple of them probably do but most of the time right <laughs> most <of> the time. <laughs> and uh i try not to confuse myself with being uh, the gary uh that i'm playing the part of it's uh, such a temporary thing when you think about it it's almost silly
0: although and, as you're saying that i was thinking gee this is the perfect time of year for for realizing we're in costume we're playing Halloween dress up yeah. all yeah. year long, and just oh, yes. forgetting that that we're doing that basically. We're
2: forgetting we're putting our have our masks on. Yep. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: yep. yeah, yeah. I I have a chapter in my third book, Heaven Is Now, called "And the Oscar Goes to," mm-hmm. because we're playing our roles so well. We all deserve an Oscar for how well we're playing our made up roles on the stage of life. And um, I you brought up something, Bruce, a little bit earlier that reminded me of a, of a lesson that I just wanted to comment on in the workbook, lesson 12, which is really relevant um, mm-hmm. to what's happening um, uh, as a way of looking at the world and what's happening in the world right now. And that lesson, lesson 12, is I am upset because I see a meaningless world.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I only wanted to read just a few um, short, you know, sentences from this and then comment on it. Uh, because I think it's a really important part of forgiveness and, and remembering how we can choose to see world events or whatever is playing out on the screen of life. And so the first few sentences say the I'm well I'm upset because I see a meaningless world. The importance of this idea lies in the fact that it contains a correction for a major perceptual distortion you think that what upsets you is a frightening world or a sad world or a violent world or an insane world. Like how often do we find ourselves saying, this world is crazy, Mm -hmm. this world is insane, but it's saying we're really upset because we see a meaningless world Mm -hmm. and we're placing these judgments on the world instead of just shifting when the course is all about not even judging the world at all as good or bad. This lesson is basically saying none of it is true. So if none of it's true, it's just meaningless because it wasn't created by God, which means, you know, we can come back to our minds and remain in a place of neutrality about it, be the observer yep. and say, if we're if we're going to play the game of good and bad, we say, well, this is good. It makes the world just as real because that means there has to be something bad. Just as if the world we see a satisfying world, that implies an unsatisfying world, and we're mm-hmm. stuck in duality again.
0: Yep.
2: Um, so he just—it's it, the two-sided
0: here. coin of special love and special hate, but it's the same exactly. coin. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same
2: point. And, yeah. and 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 I just like the way he says this. He says, "Be sure that you do not alter the time intervals between applying today's idea to what you think is pleasant and what you think is unpleasant." For the purposes of these exercises, there's no difference between them. And then he just goes on to say, finally, you know, what is meaningless is neither good nor bad. Why then should a meaningless world upset you <laughs> if we're looking at it that way, not getting mm-hmm. trapped into the good or bad game? Um, finally, if you accept the world as meaningless and let the truth be written upon it for you, it would make you indescribably happy. <laughs> I love that because mm-hmm. it reminds us it's our own judgments upon ourselves and the world that makes the world real or not or gives it meaning or not yeah. you know we give the world all the meaning that it has and i know this is not easy to practice in situations where we you know see what most of the world would judge as upsetting events mm. But here, the Course is just giving us another way. If anybody is listening to this and is even maybe new to the Course a bit, it's just giving us another way to look, to observe what's in front of your, our faces. There really is another way of thinking about the world. And we can remain in that neutral place if we just remember, you know, that if God didn't create this world, that means it doesn't exist because what he creates is eternal. And, but let's not fall into level confusion either mm-hmm. <laughs> and pretend that we don't see, you know, people's, you know, have compassion if people are suffering, including ourselves. Of course. So we yeah. want to have compassion for ourselves and others. If they're suffering, horrific events going on, we can, you know, play our roles the best we can to be compassionate, mm-hmm. practice forgiveness. But at the same time, in our own minds, we can remember, come back to that place of neutrality and mm-hmm. remember that what I am seeing is not true. I really am dreaming and practice forgiveness. And that's the whole meat, the juice, you know, oh. of the course is changing our perceptions.
0: Absolutely. As you're saying that, I'm kind of reminded of a metaphor that that came to mind a while ago that I, I've been finding useful is I'm thinking of how the Holy Spirit sees the ego and how the ego sees the holy spirit i'm picturing ken wapnick's wonderful metaphysical chart and i'm kind of like if, if you can imagine like a one-way mirror that yeah. uh, is between those two thought systems and the the ego is as a dark thought system but it has a mirror that reflects its darkness back onto itself so it can't see anything on the other side of that one-way mirror into the holy spirit's light which would basically uh, dissolve it uh, <laughs> right but but so the darkness is there's nothing there, but it's reflecting the nothing back to itself. But the Holy Spirit can see through the other direction, see that there's nothing there, and therefore isn't disturbed by it. Oh, huh, that's
1: very and, good. Yeah, yeah. And wonderful.
0: so it's always yeah. like well, there's there's actually a line in in uh, in the the Christian Bible where it says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness comprehends it not. And I think that kind of fits with that. You know, it's like you know that that that, that inner kindness teacher in our mind. It seems like. That says you can forgive this, but you first have to look at all the specifics, all the particulars. See how the ego wants to inflate the nothing that that seems to be there into some big deals. You know, the special loves, the pe- special hates, the the grievances, the, the whole gamut of things that that you know. Obviously, we don't want to just dismiss because they're the classroom. But but once we see them as they, as they are, and then kind of drag them through that one-way mirror out into the Holy Spirit's light, it's like, oh, now that I see from that perspective. That wasn't such a big deal. But I but I have to be willing to look at each specific, right?
2: Important part. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Looking. It's so important to look. Yeah, yep, to not yep. to not repress it or deny it. Yeah. yeah. Our experience. But to be able to see it, the only way to bring it to the truth, <laughs> to the light.
0: Exactly. Yeah,
2: it, it,
1: right. All you have to do is uh notice it. You know, yeah. it's like you don't have to uh dwell on it I certainly don't want to analyze it which just makes it more real
0: <laughs> exactly and don't uh, need to write a phd paper on it or anything just
1: right right <laughs> i love what uh, jesus said to helen once you know can you find light by analyzing the darkness that's a pretty uh, smart ass thing to say to a psychoanalyst i, <laughs> I guess that's what they do yeah mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. and of course she was a research psychologist but she also did uh you know therapy on the side And, uh, yeah, you know, the more you analyze something, I never thought of that until the course, Uh, the more you analyze something, you're just making it real, you're giving it uh, your meaning, uh, instead of the Holy Spirit, which would say that, you know, it's nothing. So, uh, yeah, a lot of it is just remembering to not make it real.
4: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, because if you're making it real, well, that's judgment, and it stays with you forever. Yeah. And uh, so I I like to uh, just think, okay, if I start to even get a little bit upset, uh, that's the big red flag that you have to watch out for. It doesn't have to be anger. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be obvious. Even if you just feel a little uncomfortable, mm-hmm. it's really all the same, according to the yep. course, That's yep. the time you need to uh, just say, okay, I must have been making it real, because if I wasn't making it real, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, so I, I must so, have chosen
0: wrongly because I'm not at peace. Right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Was, <laughs> God, boy, the Course has a way of putting things ah.
0: <laughs>
1: I I didn't realize
2: till a few years ago how attached, just to give a personal example. I know personal examples can be helpful sometimes. So
0: sure.
2: I just remember when I was going through it, just one little body thing after another <laughs> was coming up, you know, issue, you know, and, um, I didn't realize I had to look like we're talking about and go how real I was making the body. I didn't realize how attached I was to the body identification and to all the stuff started, you know, happening, you know, with the body. And then I had to do my homework. I had to really step up my game and practice, you know, what we teach. I know that you learn what you teach and there's no accidents there, but I, I had to step up my game and really choose the strength of, of the Holy Spirit and the strength of Christ in certain moments of those times. I know a lot of people could relate to this with whatever things they might be going through. Um, but that's really the work is to, to notice when we do get upset, or we feel afraid or anxious or whatever it may be. So that really look at it, but there's a way of looking at it you know with the holy spirit and not to forget to invite mm-hmm. the holy spirit in to be an observer you know with us so we're not doing it on our own is a very important component to undoing and to being in that place where you can get it to be above the battleground where you can be with the holy spirit looking at it from a different perspective you know so i myself you know i always don't claim to be you know a perfect human being although for many years, I thought I had to. I felt like I had to put on this persona of, oh, everything is perfect. And I had to put on that face, that mask, because I'm a course teacher, but I'm also a student. So I had to step back and and reevaluate, just look at things, and remind myself, with the Holy Spirit's help, uh, really putting into practice um, all these years, what we've been teaching, and I, I think it's important to share this as a course teacher too, because just because we're course teachers, doesn't mean we're not students. Also, that mm-hmm. if we assume we just know everything, we've got everything one hundred percent figured out all the time, <laughs> and we're never going to make mistakes, and we have to be perfect, we're <sighs> falling into the same trap, mm-hmm. you know, of you know that that perfection game that somehow. That look, we all make mistakes, and we will until the ego's undone, and it's okay. You know, we can forgive ourselves for that. You know, and uh, and by forgiveness, again, it just means we're forgiving ourselves for buying into the belief that we're something we're not, right? That that we've really separated from God. We made up our own personality, persona. This whole game of life is a made-up idea or concept. So none of it's true and it's not really me. It's not really you. So we can come back to that mindset that reminds us that, well, I remain as God created me. That's what the course is telling me. And if I remain as God created me, it's impossible to be guilty of anything. So we're ultimately forgiving guilt, Mm -hmm. this unconscious guilt that we believe that we're guilty over the separation and it always can come back to that, although the guilt can uh, play itself out in different, and make it look like we are feeling bad or upset um, about a billion different things.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And there's only one course is saying there's only one problem, you know, and we're it's 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 the guilt over believing um, that we pulled off the impossible by separating from God's love. And so when we when we really look at that thought and bring that thought to the light of truth, the Holy Spirit's answer, <laughs> that says you're still at home in God. Nothing happened. That Not one note in Heaven's song was missed just because we took that tiny man idea, made it real for an instant. Heaven's song, it just kept on going. Reality kept on going. Didn't miss a beat. And... Although it's not easy to practice that, I always like to encourage, just keep encouraging people to not give up on it because the more and more we just train the mind, we need mind training. And the more we train the mind by catching ourselves when we do tend to kind of go down that spiral, let the mm-hmm. ego right take over and dominate, we can catch that sooner, the sooner we can work at the mind level and
0: change your mind about it. Yeah, so. when, when you mentioned spiral and then also a few minutes ago getting stuck and uh, it kind of reminded me of a conversation I had yesterday with a, uh, a fellow course student teacher, uh, Stefan Bowles, I don't know if you're familiar with his work. Anyway, he, he brought up the analogy of, of quicksand. I thought that's interesting because when you're in quicksand, the, the worst thing you can do is thrash around that just that just, <laughs> that just sinks you down further. But if you can just stop and just you know, just kind of like, okay, spread eagle kind of thing. And that's the the best thing you can do. And when you find yourself stuck in the ego thought system or appearing to be stuck, and i was thinking, well, that's, that's a pretty good metaphor because at that point, if you watch your thoughts without condemning yourself, but just kind of watch there, you know, and wait for help, which is always there, metaphorically, with Holy Spirit's metaphoric hand. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's sort of like doing a freeze frame and then watching the ego fumble the ball. You know, in slow mo, <laughs> and wow. and just say, you know, that has had no impact on my real being. And that, I think that's the Holy Spirit's you know counsel at every moment. It's like no, nothing happened here. But if you just watch this with me, we can see that nothing happened. And then then you can, you know, we can pull you out of this thing.
1: By the way, just to add to uh, a couple of things that uh, Cindy said, when it uh, comes to being a teacher, uh, first of all, the Course says that a teacher of God is anyone who chooses to be one. Mm -hmm. So if you choose to be a teacher of God, you're a teacher of God. You don't have to get uh, permission from anybody. You don't have to. Ask uh, the Course in Miracles, please, if you can be you know, a teacher, go ahead. But uh, the Course also says that to teach is to uh, demonstrate. Mm-hmm. So it's very clear that you don't have to take on a uh, traditional teaching role. You don't have to get up in front of people like Cindy and I and uh, speak to them. I remember in my first book, Garden and Percy told me that it would be possible. They weren't recommending it, but they said it would be possible for me to go through my entire life, do A Course in Miracles, and never tell anybody. And there were a couple of times I was tempted to do that. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, my original intention was to publish the book uh, anonymously, to put on a, a different name line. Uh, The book. They seem to
0: recall something about broken glass and in a previous like We won't go there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) exactly.
1: (laughs) So if you don't want to tell anybody, you don't have to. And uh, you know, certain events and certain advice from them and the Holy Spirit did lead me uh, to get out there and take on a more traditional uh, teaching role. And the reason that I'm glad that I did really has nothing to do with uh, the public uh, persona. It's uh, like Cindy said, uh, you learn what you teach, Mm. right? And I really feel that I've learned the course much better, especially uh, the last, you know, the 20 years I've been doing it for 30, but the last 20, I've been out there. And I really feel that I learned the course much better by repeating it over and over and over again.
0: You can say that again.
1: Yeah, it made it more real uh, for me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> say it again, say it again. Yeah, so uh, it really <laughs> is true. And I do feel like I've learned uh, what I teach. So it was yeah. the right thing uh, for me to do for me. And, it, you know, if it helped anybody else, and uh, that's even better.
0: Yes, and, th- yeah. and thank you for that. I, that repetition is such a huge thing because, you know, like you you, and you in your in your work have said, you know, you, you can't hear right-minded ideas too often. I mean, it's really, it's so helpful, isn't it? Yeah, yeah
1: and by the way, I never wearing those uh, right-minded ideas without, you know, some very big help, you know, from, well, there's Arden Persa, you mentioned uh, Ken Wapnick, you know, there are just a few sources that have really helped me. Mm-hmm.
2: And you know who, what helps is each other.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Well, we
2: talk to each other, right, everybody, whoever's <laughs> mm-hmm, listening.
0: Will mm-hmm. we
2: actually have meaningful conversations? Really joining? I mean, real joining.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Having these kind of conversations, yep. we don't always need like some teacher to talk to to get. It's each other that we learn from.
0: Absolutely. We
2: learn from and, each other. I just, I don't know. That just came as a hit. That wait a minute, we can't get home without each other.
0: And. and without right yeah and, okay. and the humor that is obvious in the course too i think a lot of times i used to read the course by myself and occasionally i'd notice like well is there, is there a little lampooning of the ego going on but when you read it out loud in a study group or in a class it's like it just kind of jumps off the page it's like how how absolutely off the wall nutso insane is everyone's ego and and jesus is lampooning. The, the absurdity of that thought system, not in any kind of mean spirited way whatsoever, but just saying, how silly is that? And how the needless suffering that, and, and and sense of sacrifice that we're all imposing on ourselves when, you know, in any moment we could just say, I'm not upset for the reason I think I could see peace instead of this, you know.
2: Right. Yeah, and
3: that's,
2: yeah exactly. And I, I want to go back to your that analogy of the quicksand. That is a great analogy. About, you know, we tend to fight for our survival, mm-hmm. fighting for the egos, fighting for its survival. Yep. And when we're in quicksand, yeah, if we're, we tend to thrash around and it makes it worse when we're fighting it. Um, and I understand what that feels like yeah. to fight ego. And I remember I had a dream, you know, a while back where I was, fight- I was in a car driving and I was, uh, Gary was with me. It was really interesting because um, somehow we we started driving over very uh, flooded waters. It was, the street was flooded. And somehow, I think you got out of the car, got out, but I, I was stuck in the car. And I started, the car started sinking. The car started, and I felt in that moment. Like I needed to fight for my survival because I was about to die, you know, in the dream. This is a while back. I didn't have this just last night, but this was a little while back. But, um, and I remember thinking, I actually felt what it might've felt like to think, oh my God, just, if I if I just surrendered, cause I felt like I was just about, I felt like what it would feel like if you're about to just, this is your time of passing. This is your time of passing. And it was a strange feeling um, because there are two ways to look at that. You can fight it or you can just surrender and trust. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not that you're not going to try to save yourself if you're in a situation where you're, you know, of course you are. If you're in a situation where your car is, you know, in a flooded situation, of course you're going to try to help yourself
3: mm-hmm.
2: but i mean it's a very interesting position the dream showed me to be in when you are faced with the choice of either kind of surrender to it or do you try to fight something try to battle it try to battle the ego and um in that particular dream i woke up but i After though, I was still, I woke up before I kind of finished that idea that, gosh, of the fighting part, I just woke up. But I woke up and I go, oh my God, that's a strange feeling to feel like you're about to let go of this world. Like you're, yeah. And so my point being, the reason I brought that up is that we often find ourselves fighting for these bodies. Mm -hmm. We fight for our survival. When the truth is, look, whenever it's our time, we're all going to appear to pass from this world. We're all going to (laughs) die. Even though we don't really die, we're all going to pass from this world. And the reason for our passing could be a number of reasons. There's a gazillion ways Mm -hmm. that we could pass from this world. And we don't need to fight the idea that we're going to leave this world because we're not really here anyway. There's no exactly. reason to really fight for our survival at the mind level. At the mind level. Um, but in the dream, it's important to remember, I think there's some confusion sometimes. It doesn't mean we're not going to to look watch after ourselves, be careful, sure. or sure. right. You you pay, yeah. you know, you care for because that's having compassion for yourself. You know, if we're you know, sick, we might go to the doctor or seek some form of therapy or help. And that's perfectly normal in a dream when we're in, bo- you know, appear to be in bodies.
3: Yep. Yep. So
2: I wanted to point that out to make that distinction that you Know if there's one thing that's going to happen, is we're all going to appear to pass from this world, right. and we don't have to there's face that idea. Nothing
0: wrong with the magic, right? Yeah. yeah, but there's nothing I, I wrong think,
2: with the magic
0: either. I was, I was thinking about that yeah. wonderful, uh, well, so much in all of your books, Gary, but the one in the fourth book, The Lifetime When Buddha Had uh, a Son that Was Jesus I don't recall the, the names, but anyway, that the, they didn't take very good care of their bodies and so they just (laughs) kind of had a a short lifetime and out there you know that was it kind of thing because I didn't that didn't concern them so nothing wrong with taking your body care of your body so they last a little longer but but just not to make that the big deal the big end all it
1: when Cindy was talking about that I was thinking god it's a very funny movie uh by uh, Seth MacFarlane called a million ways to die oh. in the west <laughs> oh and God. it is a riot yeah. it is so funny yeah. because it shows uh, how ludicrous uh this world is with all the different things that can happen to you mm-hmm. you know and if we take the body seriously uh it's something to worry about but he just yeah. points out how bizarre and how ridiculous it is uh you know the, there's just so many different ways uh, to die and and for things to go wrong and it's all a setup of course but we don't know that and uh so that's that's very funny it kind of lightens up the subject Mm -hmm. i
2: recommend that movie.
1: yeah that's really fun
2: very funny movie and oh and bruce a poem came across my attention recently where i i just happened to no accident fall upon this website where you were talking about Charles C. Finn and his poem.
0: Oh, yes, yes.
2: Right? Don't be fooled, to don't don't be fooled
0: saying. by saying, but yeah, don't be fooled by me don't listening to be... what I'm not saying, yeah.
2: That's a great poem. Isn't and that I a wonderful actually,
0: poem? Yes, yeah. I it's... wanted
2: to bring it up for whoever's listening to, yeah. if you, I recommend reading that poem by Charles C. Finn. Isn't that's it? A, that some I think that's something like that.
0: Saying. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've. But, but yeah.
2: What I'm not saying, or um, yeah, I'll, I'll put a
0: link in the in the blog post. here. Yeah.
2: I, I think it's a fabulous poem.
0: Yeah. I think yeah.
2: that man, and he's probably in his early 80s by now. Um, I he know. wrote that in 1966 before the course was public, and he had something. He had the right idea there of how yeah. he was expressing. Yeah. You know, um, the ego and yeah. fear. And how we all can feel at times if we're thinking mm-hmm. with the ego i just recommend it for people it's very profound i read it, it in our online class oh
0: great time. great yeah,
2: yeah. but it, i happened to see it was part of your blog and i didn't even know that you you know well,
0: i had, had just googled it. and found it and because it, it was yeah. something that i was in a program called creative dynamics back in the early 70s and right. that came up in that program And it was, you know, part of the curriculum that I was studying, and and I just thought it was really, uh, you know, thoughtful, and and points out the you know the facade of, you know, everyone is fighting a hard battle, you know, and then what like what you were saying earlier is like the beginning um, right before the rules for decision in chapter thirty, it's you know know, don't fight yourself, and we're all fighting ourselves, (laughs) and that's why you know it's it's an exhausting you know enervating process but we need to exonerate ourselves that that word came up in an npr uh, interview i listened to the other day you know for, for an impossible crime that no one could commit including ourselves right and, and that's that's the quantum forgiveness isn't it seeing that nothing could possibly happen in truth to 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 diminish in, or um Disturb our perfect innocence in any way. So, we don't need to have a face of innocence where it's a partial thing. We just need to recognize that everyone's innocent in order for the, the we they paradigm to to dissolve. Right.
2: Yeah. It's so yeah. important to go over that and true forgiveness. And yeah. yeah, absolutely. That really means mm-hmm. we're really healing ourselves, letting go of, you know, being a prisoner of our own minds. And we forgive that way and see everybody as the same. We're all part of equal part of god it doesn't matter who it is yeah. and that it's impossible that anybody or anything outside of us could do something to us unless we give them permission mm-hmm. you know and so we're doing this to ourselves and that's who, who wants to hear that <laughs> we're doing this
4: <laughs>
2: or we're, that we're, we're doing this to ourselves no matter how vicious yeah it, i mean we can even think of and I want to say this in the most compassionate way, and I mean this in the most compassionate way. But let's use an example like the war right now, the Israeli. Which one? <laughs> I know which one.
0: What, what day of oh, the week is Many it?
2: thousands upon thousands. <laughs> war is war. Period. Oh, no yeah, matter yeah, yeah. whose side is fighting, who war is war.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And
2: and if we can compassionately look at this now particular war, mm-hmm. it's not different than any other war in content. Mm-hmm. Because the battle ultimately can be traced back to the ego thinking it has to battle God. It has to battle, you know, to fight for its survival. Each side has to fight for its survival. And until we have, which I totally agree with, Arden and Persis say in the Course says, but until we have inner peace, we work on our own inner peace, we're always going to perceive a world of battle. But we have to it starts with ourselves we can't expect other people to to we can't fix their dreams even they're not really there but we tend to want to fix the dream and change the dream we need to change our own minds about our own inner battle and when we do that we can then be an example that you know of a healed healer you know of a healed healer that that is starting to and sees with correct perception that all battles are first won and lost
0: in the mind. It starts in the mind, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what, yeah. what you just said, Cindy, kind of remind me, reminded me of that, that uh, tendency to want to f- fix other people's stuff. Um, right. I, I, I think I find that if I'm doing that, I fr- I'm forgetting that I've got my, my dream repair technician hat on. And I, yeah. I've, <laughs> uh, well, actually, now I've got another adjective of recovering dream repair technician. And, and yeah. uh, you know, one of my
1: favorites, Ah, uh, one of my favorite quotes from the course lately, you know, because every you know few months I get, there, I'm the kind of guy out I'll, I'll see a quote and it'll stick with me for a while until I really get it. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the ones I've been thinking about lately is. It says uh, the alertness of the ego to the errors of other egos is not the kind of vigilance <laughs> the Holy Spirit would have you maintain.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that
1: kind of like stops you in your tracks right there. Mm-hmm, right yeah. now, if you remember. That. <laughs>
0: exactly. That's such a great one. Yeah. It, <laughs> okay, well, it's, it, it's sort of like the idea that if I another thing I find helpful when I remember it is that, and this is really practical. Is if I can remember that I'm the only one that needs to wake up everyone else has already been, you know, partying in heaven, waiting for me patiently to get with the program. And if I cannot not concern myself with anyone else's, you know, forgiveness trajectory, path curriculum, whatever, I'll be doing just fine, just minding my own, uh, you know, forgiveness classroom. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> There is some humor to this, you know? <laughs> there really is that. Yeah, yeah, like as yeah. you said, like if I said, I realized that I'm the one <laughs> that, you know, everybody's home. We're all home in God, you know, dreaming, right? We're, yeah, so know. we're all home in God. So if I'm annoyed or, or upset, you know, I forget that I'm so, with everyone else, that mm-hmm. as one, we're home in God. Who needs the healing? <laughs> you know, it's like hmm. well, the only one left is
0: me. I guess I better.
2: I guess like, the only one. And we keep, of <laughs> course, as we keep thinking that there are really people out there on the mm-hmm. screen doing things to us. That, in other words, we're at the effect of them. Yeah. We're, and that, and that, and that. But this world is an effect. It's not ca- the cause of anything. Uh, and, Bruce,
1: you remember? Yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, zingers. You know, zingers in the course and the humor. Uh, and I get a kick out of them. I I really do. Like, Jesus, you know, this this will tell you what Jesus thinks of our uh, careers, our so-called careers. Uh, He's talking in uh, The Hero of the Dream. He's talking about, uh, you know, these things that uh, we want to get, and then he says about uh, most people, they work to get them doing senseless things, and that's about he thinks about our grand uh, careers the paper
0: strips and metal discs and all yeah. that? I, I, I synchronistically i'm i'm turned to it right here <laughs> how's that for that uh, minds are joined yeah and you yeah.
1: know it's the whole thing is uh senseless yeah, yeah. But we're trying to make sense of the senseless
0: yep
2: yeah it's, it's nuts, I, isn't
0: it
3: yeah
2: i remember um i won't say any names here just to keep people's privacy oh, but come on. but but and so i'll we'll keep it private but but I remember that um, we came across once a young person, um, pretty young, and <laughs> this young person. We have a lot of young people, by the way that that come to our workshops, and sure. they they are very advanced. You know, I mean, I'm talking they could be 12 or 13 years old, mm-hmm. um, even younger. Sometimes we've had I've seen before even younger than that. Very advanced, you know, beings here um but anyway i remember uh this young person's mother was talking about you know how she was trying to solve an issue a problem she was having and her daughter was was with her and her daughter you know was was i think she understood a lot of a course in miracles you know at a very young age and um so she was listening to her mother talk about all these ways of trying to solve her problem. And she said to her mother, mommy, is this, is this your plan for salvation? <laughs> 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 is this your plan for something? thinking here's this like young, like that is like something that most adults don't, wouldn't even say to someone like, is this your plan for salvation? Which, which told me she understood what salvation really
3: meant. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, mm-hmm. because like is is this your plan (laughs) and so the mother was stopped in her tracks and had to just laugh and go oh my gosh and so let's not underestimate the power of our young people (laughs) to and and what we can learn from them you know and and everyone
0: can be a mirror right every anybody yeah as you're you're sharing that i was thinking about oh a couple of decades ago at least now um and uh my wife when i Wife and I had first gotten together and got married. Um, she she looked at the course a little bit for a while and and uh, and I I started um going getting into this political thing, uh, a sovereignty-based kind of thing. And I was going down this road that was not making me happy, but I felt, by golly, this is what I needed to be doing. And at one point when I got just far enough that I I <laughs> was about to jump into metaphoric quicksand, uh, she kind of stopped me you know, thwack between the, you know, the eyebrows and, and uh, said, uh, Bruce, would you rather be right or happy? And I was like, okay, where have I heard that before? And it was like, it just, it was a perfect thing that she said to me. And it was like, okay, thank you for that course correction. Yeah, I just need it. <laughs> Just, yeah, lit, pun intended in the course correction. Oh, yeah. I, I did, that was but, just just what I needed to hear. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Beautiful example. That's great. I love it. Yeah. That's great. By the way, uh, what Cindy was saying about young people, uh, I've seen a big <laughs> change uh, the last 20 years or so in uh, you know, the dynamics of the, the crowds that come to the workshops. I remember my first workshop uh, 20 years ago, I would say it was 90% women and uh, mostly older women. Uh, today it's not unusual to have like you know forty uh, percent men instead of ten percent, and instead of all older people, it's all ages now, mm-hmm. uh, including uh, people well, a lot of people in the twenties, but yeah. even younger yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I like to think that the disappearance of the universe had something to do with that. I, yeah, and uh, that it's like it's really changed, and in a good way. Mm-hmm. And when we go to Asia, it's even younger. It's like uh, everybody seems to be in their 20s or two. Right? <laughs>
3: yeah, but
1: I think, uh, I think they like uh, the course because it's, uh, first of all, it's radical. Uh, secondly, they're tired of uh, their uh, parents' world and their politics and uh, their beliefs. They can see that it's not working for them anyway. It may work for their parents, but they can see it's not working for them. We go to countries like, uh, I was shocked when we went to South Korea they just work themselves uh, to death. You know, it's, it's like that's all they do. And they make their children go to school. It's like they they don't have a childhood. It's like uh, nothing but work. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, there's a bit of a rebellion going on, I think. And it's interesting to see them take to A Course of Miracles uh, because we go there and we have them in our uh, workshops. And it's, it's really an interesting phenomenon uh, to see.
0: Hmm. Because, That's neat. Yeah. That's neat. Have you have you by any chance seen the? Was oh, it Extraordinary Attorney Woo? It's 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 oh, a no. series on on I think it's on Amazon or Netflix. And it's a it's this um um attorney who who basically uh, what's the uh, what's the term um anyway anyway but uh, if you haven't seen it you might enjoy it it it, it basically uh exemplifies the idea that that uh, you know there's uh, a, wi- a wisdom. In places you wouldn't expect it, kind of thing. I'll oh. just leave it. Leave it at that. Okay.
1: Yeah. Can you uh, pick a title the title again? Extraordinary Journey. Woo. Uh,
0: yeah, I think that's what it is. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the link. So I'll put it. there. Yeah, I'll look it up. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll find it. So it, 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 it's, it's fun, and she also has a thing about whales. And whenever she gets inspired, spurred these whales go floating by in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a lot of fun. Anyway, <laughs> But anyway, it's, it's kind of a hoot. But yeah, dude,
2: it's yeah. right up my alley. You know? Yeah, will yeah. fly around in the background, but I got. <laughs> I want to go back for a minute to the South, about the play, about the how hardworking they are. Yes, yes, yes. This yeah. reminds me of, do you remember in, I'm sure you do, but in The Sound of Music,
0: mm-hmm.
2: the movie, of course, the musical, one yeah. of my favorite musical movies of all time, the important message Maria was trying to get across to Captain Von Trapp about how the children need time for play.
3: Mm-hmm
2: how they had to march the grounds really strictly, breathing deeply, you know, and march the grounds. And, and she kept going, excuse me, sir, when is, when is their playtime? You know, when is their time to play? She kept having to, and he would have none of it until she got through to him. That it just reminds me of the course of the seriousness yeah. that we can take the world so, and ourselves, so seriously, we need to play time as part of that laughter right? To remember that we all need that playtime. Absolutely.
0: absolutely. Like a little
2: kid, not forget that sense of wonderment that, that, that keeps us that innocence, that, that's like a part of a quality of innocence Mm -hmm. is to be playful, Mm -hmm. is to, to laugh, which is to be playful. Remember to laugh. And so it's it's sort of like that,
0: that Zen beginner's mind, isn't it? Where, where, when you're in that frame of mind, when you just stop long enough to notice things, um, there's there is that um, playfulness, I, and I was thinking that kind of ties into what you were just talking about uh, a little earlier about you know instead of waking up and dreading oh now this is there's all these horrible things was what if it's like well I, wow I get to look at my mind and discover new ways to forgive each day things that I wouldn't have uh, that would have been you know horrific things before but now I can learn to to not just blow them out of the water, but just see the watch them kind of dissolve of them by themselves with with Holy Spirit's help. Not all at once, but just you know, a little bit more each day,
1: right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, you know, sometimes you know, just uh, the simple things can help you make a big difference. It's so like Einstein, uh, one of his favorite things to do was just to go have an ice cream cone. It's like one of his favorite things, and he's if he had a tough, uh, you know. Mathematical equation to figure out or to express something, and he couldn't do it. And he started to get upset. He'd go have an ice cream cone. And by the way, uh, once he, I remember he was having a hard time. I read about this, and uh, he he tripped and his ice cream cone fell onto the ground, and he actually burst into tears. <laughs> now, because uh, he was having such a hard time, and I was thinking, if you didn't know who he was, right, and you saw this old man weeping because he dropped his ice cream cone <laughs> probably wouldn't have been too impressed yeah. him, you know so it just goes to show anybody can have a bad day
0: exactly
3: yeah.
4: exactly yeah
2: that's so innocent though yeah. like, like yeah. that he enjoyed ice cream so much that i mean there's an innocence behind that though mm-hmm. like, a rawness mm-hmm. that he could just i don't know show that emotion or not but just because he was einstein doesn't mean that he's, you know, this perfect being either. And he can get upset too, or get, we are like little children. We're all like these little children. We want our ice cream. We want our, the ego wants its cake. The ego wants its ice cream. But we're all like that. We all have that part of the mind. But there's an innocence to the idea of remembering we are children of God. We're part of God. We're, but we're, we're still, we're st- we are we still have a child in us that's learning and growing right as we undo the ego you know until we grow into mature spiritual adults <laughs> you know we're, we're children you know and it's i think it's good it's a healthy perspective to kind of keep that in mind so we don't keep thinking we're we're further along than we might be and and look maybe we we are further along and sometimes we feel like the course says you know we're not but we really are and then vice versa we might be not as far as we think, yet we really have made progress. We so don't know how to we measure, can't do
0: judge. we? No. You
2: no. know, we'd like to. We just can't judge it. Our so advances why? on
0: our retreats, we we, we get mixed right. up. It says right. Yeah. We
1: get mixed yeah, up. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, the courses. You know, children don't assume that they know everything. Uh, you know, they'll ask questions. You know, but which is what we need to do. That's what it means to become like little children, where you're willing to. Have the holy spirit explain things to you instead of assuming that you're the one who knows uh, everything because you don't right
4: yeah right
0: we assume so much don't we that we we think we think we have it figured out and that there i was just flipping through i, I had the page turned to something that uh um i must have left a bit of, so it's basically the, the quote about how you know <laughs> we we assume that we that our understanding is a powerful contribution to the truth and makes it what it is. It's like, right. wait a
4: minute, you know. That's right. that's and then, and
0: then right. nowhere, nowhere in the course does, as that's Ken right. Wapnick points out, does does Jesus ever refer to us as adults? You know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> like, okay, well, okay, so, but that's actually a good thing. I, I that's how I look sure. at it. If 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 that means if we if we're really just babes, then. That means we really can't afford to just look with fresh eyes on everything yeah. and see the potential for forgiveness that maybe we yeah, overlooked so many times in so many ways. Yeah,
2: true. And I and to go back to your uh, what you said earlier about we could choose to wake up every day and use that part of the course that says you know how, how many opportunities we have to gladden ourselves, mm-hmm. how many that we do actually end up resisting or. But we have so many opportunities to gladden ourselves.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I like that because it reminds. what if we woke up every day with that thought Um, instead of, I remember Ken once said, instead of waking up and saying, damn it, here I go again, (laughs) damn it, here I go again. But instead, replace that with, wow, okay, let's see what today, right? I mean, you can still decide the kind of day you want to have, as the course says, and rules Mm -hmm. for decision. But what if something does go we choose wrongly? throughout the day well okay one option remember our other choices, we can choose to use it as an opportunity to, to make happy yeah. to gladden ourselves to forgive which is to forgive and remember the truth you yeah, know
1: to show you uh how much i've yeah uh, changed when i was in my 20s because uh, I, I got on a spiritual path maybe when i was around uh 27 before that in my 20s the alarm clock would go off in the morning and i would go shit
0: Groundhog oh. Day, right?
1: <laughs> you know, that's, under- that's how yeah. enthusiastic I was about life. You know, I, I hated life. I hated people. I hated yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't know how God could allow all these terrible things to happen to good people. And one of the real revelations of my life was to realize that He didn't have anything to do with it, and yeah. that He was still perfect love. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, boy, that changed everything. Yeah. But uh, man, I, I used to. You know, just say hey, today the alarm clock goes off and it's like the first thing always thought that comes into my mind was Jesus you're in charge so right from the very first second of every day in my mind Jesus is in charge of my day and of course what we do is a result of what we think so uh, if he's in charge of my thoughts you know I'm probably going to be okay
2: I laugh at myself when I say that and then I forget during the day, and I completely, like, the ego's in charge, and then I I just laugh, I just have to remember to laugh, and then I go, oh, yeah, my, my, every day I do wake up saying that, and then as, probably as most of us do, I won't say, I'm not trying to put words in people's mouths, but sometimes things might show up, and then you forget that goal, you forget that Jesus is in charge, (laughs) Mm -hmm. or you forget that, it's easy to forget that sometimes, so, but we can be patient and gentle with ourselves, and just come back to it, when we key is patience and gentleness and compassion and not judge just go oh so I forgot okay I can choose again choose again choose again yeah
1: by the way I, I just want to mention that yeah. I think I can honestly say uh today that I love God mm-hmm. so I uh, sometimes we forget how far uh the journey has been you know uh to go from hating God to loving God that's something that's that's yeah. quite a shift yeah you yeah, know, and uh, I like the quote. Uh, this isn't from the course, but it's for uh, the self help type movement. But uh, there's a past version of you that is so proud of how far you've come. Yeah, because, you know, if you could look back, mm-hmm. if you could go back to the past and be that person and see how far you've come, you might be surprised. You might be very pleasantly surprised. So we, we should always be beating us ourselves up because we're not perfect. Yeah. And yep, yep, and
2: sure. after so that, one could say there's a future aspect saying, encouraging, saying, look how far you are right? Encouraging mm-hmm. us to say, hey, look mm-hmm. what you have become, you know, and there's that version of us because in the illusion, there's a self-fully enlightened version of ourselves within the illusion as well. So it's like you have that future and past self, but they can mm-hmm. both act as, right, as what, you know, just to tie into what you were saying about the past yeah. self, there would also be the other aspect, the future, also going, hey, what's there to worry about? Because look look what's happening. You're You're already at home in God, you know? My wise self, the higher, right, Holy Spirit part of yourself is saying, you're already there
0: our inner Art and purses are already seeing that the, the yeah. dream of exile is over, right? So. Right,
2: the dream of exile is over, so there's that yeah. voice too. So yeah. that's, that's yeah. I love that, because there's also yeah. that future aspect that we can mm-hmm. even though still time is in the realm of illusion, it doesn't mean it can't be useful sometimes.
4: Yep. Yeah, when uh,
1: when uh, Disappearance uh, came out, I would hear from uh, these really mystical people like uh, Richard Smoley. he was the uh, editor of uh, Gnosis magazine, at the time in and he me and said, "You yeah, I really like that idea where you could get help from your future self to yeah. become yourself." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there are some really mystical people who were taken with that idea. I mean, I, I wasn't even thinking much about those things when uh, when the book happened. I, in fact, I learned a lot about things that I knew nothing about. I didn't know about much at all about ascended uh, masters or anything like that. I didn't know St. Germain had been appearing at Mount Shasta for, you know, the last 80 years or or whatever. It just didn't I didn't know much about a lot of things that are in the book. And uh by the way, that's just uh another uh reminder to me that uh, I never would have understood A Course of Miracles without it, the way it was explained to me. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and your books and both of your books, Gary and have been such, you know, openers you know can't can openers eye openers <laughs> certain certainly for me in 2007 when in ashland oregon when i found the book in rogue valley metaphysical library it's like i've got to go back and reread the course how did <laughs> yeah, i miss yeah. all this yeah but, you know god doesn't have anything to do with duality it's all about forgiveness how yeah. did how did i read the, all three of those books and miss that those key ideas you know i
1: hear you man i know, i yeah. need people uh today who are doing the course like you go to a study group or something Mm -hmm. they've been studying the course for uh five or ten years who don't know that it's about forgiveness yeah yeah but once you understand that you see it everywhere in the course it's all through the course says forgiveness is the uh, central theme that runs throughout salvation you're holding all of its uh, parts in meaningful relationships the course, it runs directed, and its outcome, sure. It's like forgiveness is the glue that holds the whole thing together. And it's actually possible to study the course for years and to not see that. Because, well, first of all, your ego doesn't want to see it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So uh, it it's good to uh, have things dawn on you because it, it opens up uh, a whole new way of looking at the course. You keep getting it on deeper and deeper levels. And uh, it's like my jokes—you keep getting them on deeper and deeper level, <laughs> and uh, it's it's fun. It, it, it's not just work; it can be a lot of fun.
0: I, I think my favorite joke of yours is, is about the talking dog, and and the one, <laughs> and the, and you know he, he don't believe anything. He's he's such a liar that, that I, I love that <laughs> one. Yeah. That is a
3: good one because but,
0: but that's that's the one I immediately to realize. Oh yeah we're yeah. all such pathological liars here we're all you know telling each other and ourselves that we're something that we're not you know it's like
1: right yeah. right yeah, yeah yeah well you know whenever uh you know you call somebody a fraud or a fake well we all are you know, yeah we, we we're stole all in costume 24 7. stole part we thought we stole part of the mind from god mm-hmm. so my teacher said to me gary you took it you got to give it back <laughs>
0: Long-term loan, but it's it's overdue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. We well, you know um, since since uh, I do want to plug something because oh, please
0: do, please do. Since,
2: since relationships are, gosh, the meat of how we practice forgiveness for most of us, at least. I mean, we're in relationship with something all the time,
0: and a vital, so, vital part of the course. Vital, yeah. vital
2: part of the course. Special yeah. relationships, you know, talks about that and how we can transform them into holy relationships. Um, for those that don't know, I did release an, a new book um, and back in June called, I'm going to show it here because um, I believe it could be truly helpful for relation people in relationship with whoever you're in relationship with, but it's called spiritual coupling, uh, a guidebook for experiencing a holy relationship. And it can be found yes, uh... on, on Amazon
1: that's that's me on the left.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's scary. Yeah. Well, see, we're there. Yeah, it shows two equal beings there, but holding a heart. Because um, love is what holds us together, not fear.
3: Mm-hmm. Love
2: is what holds us together. And that's when we remember that we can transform our relationships into holy ones. We remember it's the love that's real. And anyway, my book um, talks about all aspects of relationships, but It does make a distinction between the special relationship and holy one as well. So it can be found on Amazon books if anybody um, finds that topic of interest.
0: Thank you. Yeah. And and all of your books are wonderful and uh, all highly recommended. So,
1: yeah. In fact, um, originally we were going to write that book together and then Arden Hurst kind of like intervened and said, well, no, wait a minute, Gary, we want you to do the fifth book with us. And Cindy is supposed to write the one about relationships. You know, she's the one with the uh, psychological background, you know, and, uh, you know, and she's done hundreds of uh, counseling sessions for people. And uh, she was the one to write that book. And I never wanted me to get busy on on this one. And I think a lot of it is to address just all the madness that's been going on, just to remind people what it's for yeah. and how to do it.
2: Yeah, it's all perfectly orchestrated.
1: Yep. That's
2: it right. is yeah um yeah well it's been amazing to have this discussion
0: oh and there's so, so many things oh, we, more, we could 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 go on with but but sure. but thank you yeah. i know
2: it could go on and on i mean yeah, there's yeah. so much to talk about
1: but i i just wanted to thank you for all that you do for the course yeah. oh well you know, likewise you know, so much uh, and you know i know you had a lot to do with the online version of the course miracles. Actually, it.
0: I I was more of a cheerleader in what Felix and and the rest of the FIP team did on that, but because when when that started, um, I kind of finished what I was doing with the, the reworking of the FIP website, but uh, but I I use the the web edition of the course all the time and just oh, it's so helpful. Yes, it sure yeah. is. I remember yeah. uh,
1: the old days uh, when I was writing my first book. David, There was nothing, there was not even a concordance yet of the the course. And uh, they said, uh, you know, I said, well, you're going to tell me where all these quotes are, right? And they said, "Uh, no, we want you to find them. And uh, that was their way of tricking a lazy guy into studying uh, even more, uh, which I did. But uh, that, boy, today, that online version is so helpful. Oh, it it's it like sure always yeah. the website so uh, thank you
2: thank you for being a part of that Bruce and yeah, well, know like I I say,
0: oh well like I said cheerleading yes for sure but uh uh kudos particularly to, to to Felix Alcala and and all the folks at FIP that, yeah, that sure. supported yeah. that yeah and, Shout and, and out continue. To them as well. yeah yeah absolutely. yeah
1: yeah yeah you know yeah, I'm glad absolutely. that the uh, that the foundation called themselves the uh, foundation for inner peace. Because it's like we've said before, uh, the people of the world will never live in peace until the people of the world have inner peace. So maybe it's even more important than we realized mm-hmm. at the time.
0: We have to reverse the reversal of uh, cause and effect, and put the cause back in the mind, right?
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so important.
0: And, and and both of you have made such an enormous contributions to so many people in, in that regard. So... I only Thank you.
1: know that. Because, Enjoy it. Yeah, thanks. I only know that because people uh, tell me. Because I I don't feel like I've done anything. You know, so I I, uh, I don't even feel like I'm the author of the book. So would like maybe one third of it. So, uh, but at the same time, it makes me uh, feel good. That people think I've done something.
2: The only way we we really get sometimes that it, what we're doing is helpful is the feedback when we're doing our whether it's, you know, people emailing us or our in-person events and we're doing the book signings, or that's when we really get the feedback and we go, oh, wow. yeah, you know that I'm so happy that that person really, you know, felt helped by that or that that's when we really get the impact, you know, that the teachings have on people, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be through us, it could be through anybody. But that's how we're really grateful for that feedback because it tells us, Wow, this is really meaningful for people, and it, it's been really helpful. And that's—it's a pleasure, truly a pleasure—to be a part of a, this path.
0: Well, it's yeah, yeah, special. and it
2: benefits—it it benefits us too. You know, it benefits sure, anyone sure. who's, you know, teaching it because you're learning it. You're learning it as well, so we just appreciate it and being a part of the path.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I know that without uh, a Course of Miracles, my life would have been pretty sad. So. Uh boy gosh what a difference yeah
0: yeah I, I i'm thinking back 16 years ago when du crossed my path and i'm thinking what would have happened had i not found that i think my life would have been pretty different Yeah. and uh i mean i was familiar with the course but it was kind of a you know became a back burner every once in a while i pick it up kind of thing not anymore as inspector Clusive would say uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much a constant companion so yeah. yeah, whether digital or treeware, yeah, yep, yep. So
2: yeah, well, gosh, I mean, I, Bruce, I love our conversations.
0: Oh, likewise, likewise. Yeah, I
2: know we'll do this again. Oh, absolutely, uh, we absolutely. We do this again, and yeah, uh, yeah it's really, a, really enjoyable.
0: So. Thank, thank you for the time, and uh, look forward to sharing the next one.
2: Yeah, us awesome right. too. Yeah, thanks. thank
1: you. You're, uh, you're a real friend. Yes. and, we appreciate And a you.
3: wonderful contributor to the course community as well.
1: Well, thanks to both.